Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Baseball Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. And just eight teams remaining um, in the respective regions of the high school playoffs. Um, a lot of drama around the state, a lot of great matchups, and uh, a lot of great matchups to come as well um, as the playoffs get winding down here. But Drew and I were at three games apiece. Um, this past week, a lot of playoff action. Uh, fortunately for me, a lot of uh, entertaining matchups in the area. I got to kind of look at um, some 6A stuff, went down to the 5A level a little bit. So it was good to uh, to get around Central Texas and, and go see some some intriguing Syntex and, and San Antonio matchups as those regions and, and areas kind of meet up. But uh, uh, Drew, how, how was your weekend? What were you, what kind of your general takeaways as we, uh, as we get into the uh, the thick of this playoff race here with just uh, just a few teams remaining. Well, a lot of it's kind of like we talked about last week, a lot of the big name guys showing up um, performing mm-hmm. and just really uh, helping move their, their teams along. Um, you know, got to see Tate Evans uh, dominate again. I mean, he's, that was my second time to see him. And I mean, his, he's got video game numbers. He's struck mm-hmm. out over 120 guys walked like, 12 or something like that. So cool little, uh, 10 to one ratio there. Yeah. That's not bad. But Yeah. I got to see him on Thursday night with, uh, flower mound, Marcus and Pierce. Um, uh, Jake Dewar had a triple, um, that ultimately led to the only run in the game in the, I think I believe it was the sixth inning that he did it. Um, but AJ Ripley from Pierce, 2024 left-handed pitcher, was really, really good for JJ Pierce. He pitched through some big situations all night long and almost got out of the jam um, in the in that one inning that he had a little bit of trouble. But you know, he Tate Evans had an 82 pitch complete game, uh, 16 strikeouts. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was uh, 16 it was a dominant, on 82 pitches. Oh my yeah, gosh, that's it was. It was dominant. Um, It was definitely dominant. And he had all three pitches working, moving the ball to both sides. Um, You know, I'm friends with uh, Coach Roland at Pierce. I played with him in high school and uh, talked to him after the game. And he's like, man, we just couldn't scratch out one run. I was like, yeah, I mean, your best bet was to hopefully go like 10 or 11 innings and just hopefully get him out of there with the pitch count. Yeah, that was that was about the only chance that pretty much anyone who went up against Tate Evans was going to have that day. Um, But uh, you know, Marcus played good defense and the few times the ball was put in play behind him. Um, But yeah, I was really impressed with JJ Pierce too. They they've got a lot to look forward to over the next couple of years. Um, Especially like I said, AJ Ripley coming back on the mound, you've got Texas tech commit Garrett Schrader um, outfielder, Dean Ballou, Balo, B-A-L-O. Um, but he was leading off the other night. He's got a good future in baseball, really good basketball player also. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, Caden Sorrell back to the Marcus side. He had mm-hmm. two hits. Um, and you know, they, they've got all the ingredients They you know, they've got, a, they're really good behind the plate with air force commit signee Van Klein. Um, they play good defense and they just do a lot of little things to win games. Um, so I, I'm excited to see their matchup uh, matchup this week as well. I think they're going to have a chance to continue on, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but really impressed by both of those teams. They played out at Little Elm, which is a really nice ballpark. Um, 
So yeah, good baseball, really good baseball to kick off the weekend. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's one of my favorite things about going out to these playoff um, games. And, you know, it's, it's, we don't, we don't typically sit on like an entire series and watch all three, but um, you, you mentioned some of those underclass guys. And that's one of my favorite parts is you start to see, some of those underclass guys that can handle those moments and that you kind of file away those names. It's like, all right, you're, you're doing really big things at the the varsity level for a team that's, you know, still playing. Um, that's, that's really noteworthy. Like I saw Smithson Valley in, uh, in Westlake on Thursday, uh, Westlake ended up winning that game in, in walk-off fashion. Major Richie had a, had a walk-off knock. Um, you know, Chance Covert was on the mound for them. Second time seeing him um really competes four pitches but I think the sinker slider change is probably going to be the calling card for him and just a guy that like you look up and he's he's pitched deep 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 into the game and you're like there he is his team's hanging in there in the game that's just kind of the pitcher he is and uh uh, Cole May who I believe is still uncommitted I looked at his Twitter page just now he was uncommitted but um he actually hit a homer off the scoreboard um (laughs) like it like made the scoreboard like kind of like short circuit temporarily, like all the lights lit up and stuff. <laughs> um, but he like, I was looking, I was like, man, this guy looks like a linebacker. Like this dude is jacked. And I, I think he is actually a, a, a football player, um, like short swing, um, just got some juice. And I got to think if I'm a college in, in the central Texas area, I'm trying to get him or get him as a walk-on or, or something like that, because he's got a chance to really hit with some power from, um, from the left side, but, but going back to those sophomores, you know, MJ Espinoza came in and, and pitched in that game for Smithson Valley, Zach Greenrich, another sophomore started on the mound for them. Um, Espinoza actually has a zero ERA in the playoffs so far. I think he's thrown either 12 or 13 innings. Um, fastball has been into the upper eighties. I mean, that's a name I'm filing away for sure. That's a sophomore. Um, Zach Greenrich is a guy that I saw out at dripping Springs earlier this year. Um, two-way player had a, had a hard line drive single from the left side, um, in a left on left matchup for Smithson Valley in that game, um, was in the low, low eighties, um, didn't really have the same control as I'd seen the first time. He's a, he's a good athlete, um, tall, projectable. I I think that he's going to be an intriguing two-way talent in that sophomore class. But again, these are, these are sophomores up there being asked to pitch really pivotal innings, uh, at the 6A varsity playoff level against one of the best lineups. Um, you know, probably in the state and Westlake. Uh, that was a thrilling series. Uh, extra innings game on Friday. Then Smithson Valley is able to to punch its ticket and, and come back from a 1-0 deficit to win that series. But um, Ethan Gonzalez, a 23 Texas Tech commit, um, threw out a couple base runners in the game I was at, had some impressive pop times there. Physical guy um, hit in the middle of that lineup. David DeHeos, um, two-way, uh, two-sport athlete, uh, standout football player for Smithson Valley, um, physical right-handed hitter had a hard single. He played shortstop for them, um, but that Smithson Valley team moves on, and uh, they've, they've got some pieces. You know, Casey Wells just just missed a couple of pitches. Um, you can see why that he's been he's been hitting some homers of late. Uh, he just missed one and had his massive hang time out into right field. Uh, he's really if you throw him a first first pitch fastball in the zone, he's going to try to ambush it for sure. But um, you know, Westlake with all the injuries they had throughout the year, and, and you know losing Theo Gillen and stuff like that. I mean, there they are just, you know, barely coming up short in Smithson Valley. Uh, so, so hats off to them on that competitive season that they had, but 
yeah, those sophomores, MJ Espinosa and Zach Gingrich, those are going to be names I'm filing away um, as guys to keep an eye on because when, you, when you're at this level and you're performing like that in that environment, um, typically says a lot about, you know, the makeup, um, but also the skill and the talent level as well. So Smithson Valley moves on and uh, they're getting some help uh, from some of their underclassmen with that team. Yeah, no, I think one of the things that sticks out, like you said, is, you know, some of these guys that we're counting on a guy like Case and Wells having big moments um, and kind of carry on that theme. Johnny Lowe for Heath on Friday night was just he was dominant too. Um, another eight, I think, 85 ish pitch complete game, um, uh, you know, ever after having lost on Thursday, uh, Lakeridge. Uh, played really well, came back and won on Thursday. And I was interested to see how Heath would respond. And they pretty much did what I thought they would do. Um, they just, you know, there was no panic, um, just workmanlike series. You know, they came back and, you know, shut uh, shut Lake Ridge out on Friday night. And just, you know, you look up and down the lineup and, you know, we know Jet's a star. Johnny Lowe has a long history of doing well. Baylor Bauman, but, you know, that whole team contributes, you know, going up and down, going up and down the roster, guys like Colin Adams, 2024, Drew Smith had two hits and got hit by a pitch. Um, going back to Adams had a really good at bat and had a sack fly as a result. Uh, Caleb Hoover, two run home run. That was, that was the big blow to, to, to break the scoreless tie at the time. But, um, they all just do little things to play winning baseball. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why they've been so successful. I mean, obviously everyone is aware of the headliners, but, you know, especially at the higher levels, the higher classifications, you know, the, the depth of a lot of these teams is what really stands out. And it's, you know, and it's for, for Heath, it's some new guys. It's, it's not the same roster that won yeah. state last year, a lot of new contributors. Um, but I was really impressed with Lake Ridge. I hadn't seen them play yet, but you know, they've got some big time underclassmen. Uh, they have a couple uh, seniors um, that are going to play um, at junior colleges. Uh, but man, I, I was really impressed with them. They were athletic. They were physical. They played tough. Um, they gave Heath everything they could handle. Um, and it, it was a, it was a, it was a good atmosphere. Um we got Ryan Black. Got to see him again for the first time since the fall. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he I know he's been banged up with a foot injury, but you can just tell that he's a good player, knows what he's doing, and has some leadership ability. Um, so UTA got a good one with him. Um, Matthew Tellis, uh, 2024, um, is going to be a really good player. Uh, he already is a good player, but I think there, you know, as he continues to grow, there'll be some, some real pop in the bat. I think he had five home runs this year as a sophomore. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then Matthew Millett, uh, Texas commit 2024 DH and had some really good at bats. He struck, he struck the ball well a couple of times, um, for outs, but hit the ball well, um, in his first two at bats and you can, he had pitched the night before, um, in the game that they won, but he's an impressive physical kid. Um, looks like he, looks like he knows what he's doing in the box and um, just a good looking athlete, but they were, they were a fun team to watch. Like I said, I hadn't seen them before, but they were impressive. And I think they've got a, you know, they've got a good nucleus coming back. Um, another guy they've got moving on came in in relief, JJ Rickert, um, who is 
think he's going to a junior college. I want to say Navarro, but I'm not positive. Um, I'll look that up real quick. But then a catcher going to Cisco, um, who was a monster behind the play. He handled some really tough pitches and all night long was really, really doing well. Um, oh, Rickard's going to uh, North Texas Community College, North okay. East Texas Community College. But he came in a little bit different look, but he's got a he's got a really good arm. Um, they brought him in with bases loaded uh, to face the heart of the lineup with no outs. And he um, did a good job limiting the damage. Um, but, man, the ball was jumping out of his hands. Uh, I was really, really impressed with him. Um, and then Carter Olson was good. Um, they just had a, they had a really good team. I, I really enjoyed watching them play. They, they do a lot of little things well. Um, and they're, like I said, they're going to have a big future, but, you know, ultimately Heath won the series, uh, the next day on Saturday and they're moving on, um, you know, just kind of what they do, just how they, how they go about their business, you know, nothing seemed too big for them. They were very calm, but they're going to run into a one game series against, uh, against name and forest. And the other one game series is, is Rockwall against our guy, Jared Thomas. I know um, I saw that, yeah. that one, when you sent that one to me, my eyes kind of got wide. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I think I'm going to go to that one, but it was funny. So, you know, Johnny, we saw Tate Evans throw a complete game shutout um, on Thursday. Saw Johnny Lowe throw a complete game shutout on Friday and then across town, uh, less than five miles away, Cade Crossland for Rockwall threw a no hitter against uh, w- uh, against Waco Midway to Jeez. clinch that series and move on to get that chance to face Jared Thomas and Waxahachie, who beat Tyler Legacy. But yeah, some big time pitching performances from guys that have done it. Um, you know, Cade Crossland has had a really good year. He's he's been huge in the playoffs the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Really, really just pounds the zone, knows how to pitch, really competitive, low heart rate. Um, just he's he's a fun guy to watch pitch. So it'll be interesting to see what Rockwall does um, if they go with Mac Rose in the one game or Kate Crossland or just mix it in and use both of them. Um, yeah. They, but they got their hands full with Jared Thomas, who's been on a playoff tear on the mound. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what, that's what I saw Friday. What, what, what games you go to Friday? Yeah. Friday for me was, uh, San Antonio Johnson. And then another look at, at Lake Travis, um, in, in dripping Springs, which is definitely one of my favorite parks to go to. It's, um, just very picturesque. And I appreciate that the foul poles are sponsored by chicken express. Um, haven't seen anybody hit them yet. I wonder, I want to know what happens if you hit the foul pole. <laughs> Uh, spelled F-O-W-L, of course, um, but just a really gorgeous park. And, uh, you know, I've seen Lake Travis a bunch. Um, saw San Antonio Johnson earlier this year when I went to go see Mason Bixby. I actually saw them that freezing cold weekend uh, when they played in Round Rock against Keller. Um, but, you know, San Antonio Johnson ended up winning this game uh, dramatic fashion, um, you know, having to having to call on um, having to call on Ty Walton, uh, a sophomore, to come in and get the save against Cole Johnson. Again, uh, uh, I, I you looking at Ty Walton pitch, you would have thought, okay, this guy's a senior because they threw him in there with runners on base and big Cole Johnson up, and it's like, man, that's a tough moment to throw a young kid in there. And um, he got the strikeout um, and, and had a a, a little. Uh, I had the video online, but. Um, had a little celebration as well. I guess big Cole Johnson got himself a three run homer the game before. 
um, and, and probably let San Antonio Johnson know about it. But um, a really fun atmosphere, fun game. I saw OJ Gonzalez again. Um, a couple of infield singles, ground balls got through the infield and air. And he actually, um, they went to Jackson Baker early on, who's an Alabama commit right-handed pitcher in the 2023 class. And uh, he was really good. Uh, I mean, there's times when the, the sinker comes out of his hand a certain way and it's just like a ton of life and it just kind of jumps on guys. He's up to 89 miles an hour. That at times a slider really, really flashed. Um, still a ton of upside there. He's going to fill out some. He's athletic. Um, I, I think as he matures, the strike throwing will continue to trend up. But uh, he's going to play. Uh, he's going to continue to play a big part, big part for Lake Travis as they moved on. Um, to the next round. Ethan Calder swung the bat well. I mean, that's a really good get for Baylor. I feel like every time I see them, he does something, whether it's on the mound, whether it's with the bat, whether it's defensively, whatever it is. The guy's just a really good baseball player. Um, and he was one of the few guys that swung the bat well for uh, for Lake Travis. But yeah, Ty Walton got the save for San Antonio Johnson. Mason Cron had an RBI single, a guy that we'll be keeping tabs on um, in, in that junior class. Uh, Ryan Farber, recent Texas State command. I just love the way the guy plays. He had one, he, he turned a ground ball into an infield single because he just busted it down the line, head first slide into first base, beat the throw, just kind of the player he is. Um, and then Casey Cunningham to me, that was was the big takeaway. Um, I, I've written him up before. Uh, he's a freshman and he just can flat out hit, um, carries himself like he's way older than he is. Great at bats, bat speed. Uh, got down the line 3.98 to beat out a double play. Had a hard single up the middle. Uh, was actually playing left field in this game. And I think his future is in, probably in the middle of the diamond. Uh, I think he'd be playing shortstop if Ryan Farber wasn't playing shortstop. Uh, they just needed some outfield help. But, you know, a hard hit ball down the line. He busts it down the line, gets the ball quickly, and fires in a really good throw into second base. Um, to hold the guy to the single, although I believe there was kind of some contact. You know, Blake Travis head coach Mike Rogers was uh, very, very upset with uh, with some contact that occurred, I believe, near first base and uh, didn't end up getting the benefit of the doubt um, on that call. But I was really impressed with uh, the defensive instincts of Casey Cunningham. But, man, he can hit. I think it's, it's future plus hit. It's plus run. Um, the instincts are really, really good. Uh, I, I think wherever he profiles defensively, he's got a chance to be a uh, an impact player on defense as well. Um, and I just I got I started cracking up. They intentionally walked him as they should have. There were two outs and a runner on second. First base was open. They elected to intentionally walk him in a right on left matchup. Um, and he just like like is kind of in disbelief. And he goes down first base and he's kind of he's talking smack to like Travis, like. Like, I'm a freshman. You just intentionally walked a freshman. Uh, you know, come on. Like, why don't you pitch to me? Uh, I just love the way the guy carries himself. He's a Texas Tech commitment. You can see why they jumped on board getting him there. But uh, he's a special, special, special talent. It's going to be really fun to watch him uh, for three more years. That's kind of the crazy thing. Is he's still got three more years in high school. <laughs> Um, you know, hitting in the heart of that San Antonio Johnson lineup. But And also shout out to Barrett Johnson, the junior uh, right-handed pitcher pitched San Antonio Johnson into the seventh inning against a really, really good um, Lake Travis team. I believe he plays for the, the Alamo Drillers um, in the summer, so he'll be a fun guy to keep track of. I know they play a lot of, at a lot of our five-tool events, but uh, Lake Travis ended up winning that series. Um, it didn't get to see Mason Bixby throw. 
Um, I think he was kind of dealing with a little bit of a, a shoulder tweak or something like that. I think he's going to be fine though. But um, you know, San Antonio Johnson just unfortunately ran into a Lake Travis team. That's, that's really, really good. And now they move on. And I believe they play, they play in dripping Springs again um, against San Antonio Clark. So another of the big time San Antonio programs um, with Anthony Silva, his little brother, Jacob Silva, um, Jake Neely will probably throw a game in that series for them. Another sophomore that we're really excited about, but yeah, Lake Travis just keeps moving on, um, doing it without Luke Jackson because they're able to throw guys in there like OJ Gonzalez and Jackson Baker. And then Ethan Calder has been pitching for them. Caden Kent's been coming in the bullpen and closing some games for them. So, um, Cole Johnson, I think, you know, even though he struck out in that second game, uh, I think Cole Johnson's really been the standout offensive guy for them. I feel like every other game, uh, he gets into one and hits a home run. He had a really hard single in this game. Um, you're starting to see that it's it's not just power. I mean, he's able to to tap into the power, but he's able to hit a little bit as well. And, um, you know, just a big physical presence from the right-hand side. Uh, it's going to be really fun to see him kind of continue these playoffs and also get into the summer um, because he's a guy that could kind of take off a little bit with just the way he's swinging the bat right now. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about that, I went over and saw one of my former coaches, um, Corsicana Heath Autry, um, as they play, finished up their series against White House. Um, just like I figured, just because I know the way that he coached when I played for him a long time ago, um, they just play good baseball. Um, and what's interesting is they have two really good pitchers um, and Zane Petty and Bryden Hernandez that have mm -hmm. carried a big chunk of the load for the Tigers this year. Um, but now there's, now that they've gotten into that next round after beating white house, they, they flipped for a one game and got it. So they're got, a, they've got a one game against Forney on Thursday. So a bunch of big time programs, uh, facing one time or yeah. one game matchups this week. But, um, I didn't get to see Zane Petty cause he threw on Thursday, but Bryden Hernandez was really good. Came up with a six, one victory over white house. Um, White House has a lot of guys coming back too. And I think that's, what's going to be fun as we watch more and more of these playoffs, you know, as teams start to get beat and knocked out, you know, you, you can start to see these nucleus players for the future showing up. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of look and see and start to come up with in your mind who you think is going to be a pretty good team over the next couple of years. And I, I'd put White House in that mix for sure. Um, you know, guys like JJ Adrogo, um, They've got Macklemore at short. Uh, they just got they Blackman coming back. They just Jermod McCoy, who has some football offers. Um, he looked good in center field, but they're really athletic. Um, uh, shout out to Coach Branch, who's been hurt. I think he has a back injury, so he wasn't actually coaching this weekend. Oh, wow. But yeah, but it, there's an exciting product on the field for White House um, coming back over the next core, next couple of years with a core group of guys. Um, that was my second time to see them. I'm impressed with what they do. Um, but Corsicana ended up winning the series and man, they're just, they just play good baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fun to watch them. Nothing flashy. You can just tell they're really well coached. They know where to be. Um, just, they look like they have a lot of veteran leadership um, and they're just always in the right place. Right. And they, they've got some some good athletic players in the infield and the outfield. But that'll be that'll be a really interesting one to watch that one game showdown with Forney. I'm I'm going to guess that they're going to be facing Aiden Sims. I don't know Ooh. that for sure. Yeah, but that'll that'll be a fun matchup. And, you know, I always love the the strategy that some of these teams take 
um, in the postseason? Like, do you try to flip for the one? Do you throw your ace in game two? Yeah. Um, what would you, know, you do? What, the- what, what would what would let's say that you've got let's say you've got Aiden, an Aiden Sims, so not a senior, but a, a sophomore that is really, really, really good. Are you flipping for the one, or are you? I think it just depends upon your team's makeup, and then yeah. what that what your opponent has. Um, you know, I, I, let's say your opponent was, doesn't have an ace, like a, a no doubt ace. If I think, if I think I have the better team, you play the then three. I want to play. I, I play the three games. Yeah, you give yourself yeah, more you, opportunities you think, to win the series. Yeah, yeah, you know anything can happen in a one game playoff. Oh, I for mean, sure. It's, you Ask know, Josh Beckett. One, it's you get the wrong guy behind the plate or some. You know, one fluke error that leads to yeah. a big inning, or I mean, it's maybe your pitcher yeah, tweaks an ankle or gets hit by yeah. like a, yeah, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, but it is. It, I was, I was kind of disappointed. So Lovejoy and plays Lone Star this week, um, and from everything I've gathered so far, Dominique Reed and Livingstone will throw on different days. Oh so, man. Yeah. Cause that, that was, that was one, but yeah, it's interesting. I know, I know some of these coaches agonize over what order to use their pitching in. Right. That's yeah. another, that's another thing. Um, that's another thing that like, I don't know what I think. And I think it may just depend year to year on what you have. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, you know, you like setting the tone, but you know, it, and it, and for some teams it, it comes down to what days you play. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, you know, some of these series are Friday and then possibly two on Saturday. Yeah. So do you try to use your ace in game one? And then while you have momentum or she's game one on Saturday. And if you've lost game one of the series, do you try to go that route? Because, you know, you're going to have momentum coming out of game two for that yeah. game three and a back-to-back double header. Um, and then, like we saw with uh, Prosper, you know, Lucas Davenport through game two after they lost game one mm-hmm. and then came back in relief to close out game three. Um, so, you know, there's all kinds of decisions now, especially with the pitch count and play. But, um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's interesting. It's all it's it's very it's fascinating to see what these coaches decide on it. And it's you know, it's tough. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know what I would do, but I think it, I think I would go year to year and figure out what I have and then what my opponent has. I don't know that I have a set in stone strategy on that, but I don't know. I think, I think I would throw my ACE game one, I think. Um, But yeah, I, 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 yeah. Assuming he's on normal rest, that's probably what I would, I would do as well. Um, You know, it's just, it's like, if you get up one Oh, it's just kind of, I don't know, just feel like such an advantage. Like you put you put all the pressure on the other team, and then um, if you come up short in game two, hey, you've 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 got a game three still. Um, yeah, I think I would probably throw because like you don't throw your ace, like you know. Let's say that you know you just get smacked in the first game. That's kind of that's kind of tough to get back from. Um, I just think that when you're dealing with high school players, um, there's just such like wild waves of momentum like the, in the confidence levels of guys and things like that, that that sort of yeah. stuff can linger. I mean, I saw it in like, you know, I wasn't there, but just following along with the, the Vista Ridge and Westlake series, like, you know, Vista Ridge was up in that second game. 
about to clinch, and then it just kind of all got away from him. And then Westlake just ended up rolling in that third game and just snowballed like that. I feel like that happens a lot. We see it happen in college, but not to the extent it happens in high school. But yeah, I think I throw my ace game. I'm like you, the 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 one game thing, like unless I know I'm an underdog, like if I know I'm an underdog and I've got a good pitcher. Um, like if I know like, Hey, I, I don't have the better team on paper. I'm going for the one game and just trying to steal that thing and, and get out of there and move on. But, um, if I've got the better team, regardless of what my pitching situation is, I'm probably, I'm probably going with the three game series. Just give your, yourselves more chances to, to win, you know, like, okay, we have one clunker game. Well, if we're the better team in two out of three games, uh, we have to move on, but yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, some of these coaches, you know, figuring out their pitching staff and, and this and that. And, uh, you know, it's top secret information and uh, trying to line up, you know, who throws what. And um, I don't know if I'd like throw ace on ace. That one's kind of interesting to me because I could see the, the thought process of, okay, well, if I don't throw my ace against their ace, I'm going to have a huge advantage in the game. My ace throws that type of thing. So I don't know, it's just fun to follow the strategy in the one game series and, and all that sort of stuff that's uh, that's going on there. And I noticed like the Keller Midland Legacy series is all at Legacy. So the Keller trade a three game series for playing on the road, like because Big Chase Shorts for Midland Legacy. I'm sure that Midland Legacy is probably like, hey, we will probably want to take the one game if we can get it, you know, with that yeah. dude on the mound. Um, because that's the only one to me that I see that is um, that is at an actual road site in all three games. So like you see some of the same th- three game spots, but they're all neutral sites. Um, this is an actually road site. So I'm kind of wondering what went on there, which if I'm Keller, like, yo, I, I get me out of that one game situation any way possible. We'll go play on the moon if we don't have to face Chief Shorts for, for a one game playoff scenario. What's the what's the best atmosphere you've been in for the postseason so far? Um, that's a good question. Um, I haven't gotten to Georgetown yet. Theirs was pretty good. Their crowd was definitely into it more. Um, but I'd probably say like, you know, Westlake playing at home. Uh-huh, there are a ton of people there ton of people it wasn't quite the same atmosphere as Westwick Lake Travis was um, because that's a rivalry game against you know two big time programs but um, that's probably the best one I've been to. I'm trying to think I was at Cy Ranch Bridge Lane when it was a million degrees during the day um, was a tougher atmosphere Dripping Springs is neutral site um, Dripping Springs had a the new had a lot of um, Every pitch was contested by the crowds, um, which, <laughs> well, which that's that's that, that's going to take me to mind because there was a lot of that and it was good back and forth extra inning games. But the McKinney Boyd Coppell game for me, yeah, was the most kind of back and forth between the two fan bases. There was yeah. um, there was definitely some heckling involved and some hushing of the crowd and all the umpire stuff mixed in and. Yeah, so I'd say that for now. I always yeah. think it's it's interesting too. Now that we go further and they start playing a lot more games, kind of midway at the midway point, um, see which teams travel. Have you noticed a team that travels the most? Um, 
I mean, Smithson Valley was there in pretty big numbers at, at Dripping Springs. It was, it was kind of split half and half between them and Lake Travis. Um, I give that Smithson Valley credit, uh, Kraut, no, so, excuse me, not Smithson Valley, San Antonio Johnson was there in pretty big numbers. But um, Smithson Valley was there in pretty big numbers at Westlake. Um, the San Antonio Johnson crowd argued every pitch. They were into it. I mean, every, every pitch, every pitch. Um, some of them legitimate. Um, but no matter what happened, they, they were, uh, they were into each pitch for sure. Um, yeah, that once, one had- once, once something egregious happens, it's, you're not getting that cat back in the bag. Right. It's- yeah. And, and the way that game ended with, with Lake Travis losing and they had that, like, this was like a, yeah, like almost 10 minute yeah. conversation. Cause I mean, coach Rogers had every reason to be like, like what is going on? Like, yeah. Like there's clearly contact here that kept my guy from getting to second base. We're down in the final innings of, of a game here. Like that's a guy in, run, in scoring position, but um, yeah, I'm trying to, I would say, uh, Oh, when I was at Bridgeland, the Tomball fan, there are a ton of Tomball fans there. Um, not surprising at all. Um, but yeah, they're still alive too. They play Oak Ridge um, coming up in, in, in this weekend series, but um, yeah, I'd say the Westlake atmosphere was probably the, probably the best just because it was an actual home atmosphere and there were a ton of people there. They turn out um, to watch those guys, but yeah, that Georgetown game, I, was, I saw Georgetown Floresville, um, Georgetown crowd gets into it, man. You can tell it's some of these programs that are just used to playing this time of year. Like it's right. like, it's like a part of the calendar for these, for these uh, fan bases and um, and towns and things like that. And um, Zachary Mazduk, Baylor signing in the 22 class, a 555 guy, got the scoring going for Georgetown, hit a hard RBI double um, to the wall in right center. Really caught well. Um, I just really like the way he carries himself. Um, just you can you can tell he's he's about it the right way. Um, Wade Denton, who I believe is going to UT Tyler to pitch, played center field for Georgetown. And man, I, if I'm UT Tyler, I might be sticking that guy in the outfield for some defensive sub situations because he really tracked the ball um, extremely well and naturally out there in center field. But I think his his future is on the mound. Um, but I think that's a guy that I'm putting in there for some defensive situations if I can. Um, Jacob Haddon, a senior that's left-handed pitcher that's going to Concordia, um, just lived at like 78 to 82, but ton of strikes, changeup was swing and miss. Uh, breaking ball for strikes. Um, I can see why Concordia grabbed him there uh, and kept him nearby. And then um, Eli Hellman played shortstop, uh, right-handed hitter for Georgetown. He's a junior. That's one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Um, athletic guy. He's got some strength already. There's some bat speed. Um, you know, coach was singing his praise about what he's doing. He's called him a true shortstop. And you can kind of see it. And it's really confident actions defensively. I, I think he's got some upside. I think that's going to be a guy that, um, so people are keeping track track of this summer, um, especially into next year. But uh, Georgetown ended up advancing. Um, Floresville, uh, Preston Freeman, you could tell that he missed a lot of time this year. His timing was just off um, in the batter's box. Uh, looks the part physically. Um, really good looking athlete. Still got some projection there. I'm excited to see what happens with him at UTSA. But you could tell that uh, he had missed some time. The timing was just not quite there at the plate. Um, and then Jacob Villarreal was a, a junior left-handed hitter that played center for them. I don't know why he was hitting so low in the lineup. Uh, he had probably the best swing of anybody in the lineup. Um, athlete, really tracked the ball well in center field defensively. Um, had one of the few really hard hits for Floresville in a left-on-left matchup. 
Um, that's a guy that, that I'm going to be keeping tabs on this summer just to kind of see what happens with him because um, he looked like a guy that's got a chance on both sides of the baseball to play a big part for Floresville in the future. But Georgetown marches on, making me look smart. One of the teams I labeled as, as having a chance to win the state championship. Um, they just figure out ways to win games. They play the game tough, smart. They get their outs on time. They throw strikes. Um, they've, they've got some length in the lineup. Uh, they do a really, really good job at Georgetown coaching-wise, and, and they, they move on to the next round. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Good coaching, good up yeah. the middle, tough. Yeah. Those are just the That's ingredients. That's the recipe. The teams yeah, that That's just the recipe. Keep, it good, it, they're a good winning. example. Like, it just goes to show you, you don't need – like a, oh my gosh, amazing ace to, to win playoff games, assuming you get the three game series. Um, because there, you can just so much value in defense up the middle and throwing strikes and getting your outs on time and just knowing how to play the game. And that's, that's what we see from a lot of these teams that are left remaining. Yeah, they're talented. Yeah, they're skilled. Um, but they just, they, they know how to play the game. They know how to compete. Um, they knew how to figure out ways to win. And, and that just kind of sums up Georgetown. That's what they've been doing all year. Um, they've been doing it against really good competition as well. So um, i trying to see. I'm looking to see who they get in the next round. Uh, they get uh, New Braunfels Canyon, uh, which that'll be a really good matchup as well. So um, kind of a, a read nearby me. Might, might sneak out to that one a little bit. But, yeah. I know you mentioned the 4A ones. There's some some stuff heating up in the 5A as well. Um, you know, Brenham College Station, I think, is going to be a good one. College Station Ooh. is – they're getting their arms healthy. Um, they've got one of the deepest – now they have one of the deepest pitching staffs, I think, in the state because their guys are getting right again and getting healthy coming off some surgeries last year. Um, and Brenham, I saw them earlier this year, and they're just like super scrappy, great approach in the box – um, not phased by anything. Um, that'll be a fun matchup as well. And then um, Lake Creek and Magnolia will be a good one. Shane Sado and those guys, uh, excuse me, Sadeal. I got to learn how to pronounce that right. But yeah, exciting times. It's uh, it's it's definitely a FOMO time though. You kind of look at all these. It's like, well, we can only be at so many games. <laughs> like, try to try you to know, all the one games on Thursday night. There's a bunch oh, of them that's up a here. Bummer. Yeah, you think yeah. they maybe try to put some of those on Friday since they're just a one game. Well, you right? start you start running into like graduation and stuff. Yeah, and so sites what, too. You know, yeah. I've seen yeah. a lot of these these series now are are kind of dipping into the college fields. Yeah. Um, like the Woodlands and Grand Oaks play at Rice for a couple of their games. I saw Dallas yeah, Baptist is going to host some stuff. U of H is going to host some stuff. Um, so yeah, kind of running to need some crowds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of getting to that point where you start seeing these bigger stadiums and stuff like you that. You know your but schedule? Do you know your schedule this week? I don't. I I'm trying to figure out Thursday. Thursday might be another um, Dripping Springs for Lake Travis and, and Clark. I keep seeing Lake Travis, but I mean, Clark, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a heck of a matchup. Fingers crossed. Maybe Jake Neely throws that Thursday game. Uh, I think I might actually go see Brenham in college station in Brenham on Friday. Uh, I've heard some really good things about rice signee, uh, Ryland Urbacek. Urbanzik. Urbanzik. I wasn't even close. Uh, a guy that was coming off an elbow injury from last year has been throwing really well for them in the playoffs. I think back-to-back complete games. Um, to win um, so might get down there for that one and then um, Saturday is uh, is is uh, it's not a shower it's a sprinkle because it's for the second child so um, it's it's a, a sprinkle for baby two so mm. I might be uh, 
might be okay. out of the mix on Saturday unless I find something around here that's kind of earlier on and, and get over there. But yeah, got a got a sprinkle of the uh, got a, not a shower, not a shower, but a sprinkle. Um, you know, a little lighter, lighter, you know, don't be as extravagant because all these people probably bought us stuff for the first kid the first time around. But uh, hey, it's a girl now. So it needs we don't have any hand-me-downs. Uh, yeah. Need, need, some, yeah. need some new stuff for sure. Like, I hope she likes pink because uh, there's a lot of a lot of pink and a lot of flamingos oh. um, in, into the mix there. So uh, hopefully she's a fan in of the sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. So got, got the sprinkle going on on Saturday uh, for the, for the McComas clan. But what about you? What, what do you have? Like you've got some, some, uh, some great choices. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, so I'm definitely going to Rockwall Waxahachie. Yeah. On Thursday. Uh-huh. Um, Friday. It's going to depend. I've got a couple options. I think I'm looking at between Marcus and South Grand Prairie. Okay. Uh, Capel and Prosper and Lovejoy and Lone Star are the ones I have written down right now. Sure. So kind of monitor who's pitching, see what happens on Thursday and make my decision from there. And then Saturday, we'll see who's playing. Um, one, one foray showdown that I was interested in over in Crandall. And I think it's on Saturday. It's a one game um, with Rusk and China Spring. So defending, let's see, Rusk, who played in the state championship last year, versus China Spring. Um, so I'm imagining that's J.D. Thompson versus a really good China Spring team. Yeah, China Spring's really good, yeah. And that's Saturday night. So um, just an interesting matchup to see what happens there. But, yeah, there's some there's some killer 4A matchups this week. Yeah. So, um, but, you know. Like we said, FOMO hits can only be one place at a time. But yeah, there's definitely some Livingston and Orangefield. Yeah, like a powerhouse matchup. Be a good one. Yeah, and they'll they'll get the winner of that China Spring Rust game. So, um, but yeah, so that's good baseball. Looking forward to it um, as we get closer and closer to our summer getting ramped up on the five tool circuit. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of a lot of guys are kind of flipping <clears throat> the calendar and getting ready for for the summer i know we've got some kickoff events coming up the last weekend in may um to kind of get everything going and then you know we'll blink and it'll be late july um we already have like a ton of a ton of tournaments and a ton of games everything like that so um if you're listening um tell your coach hey we want to play some five tool events this summer you get the you might bump into us You'll definitely get covered from a from a media perspective for sure, because um, I'm always amazed at the amount of of content that comes out of out of our events. Um, it's why you know we're biased, but we think they're the best because you get uh, a ton of coverage, and if you play well, everybody knows about it. That's kind of one of the main points of, of of playing is 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 getting yourself out there and improving and having a good time and, and going about it the right way. So, yeah, playoffs will just transition right into the summer. Um, and it'll fly by. And then, you know, once September hits or August, everybody kind of catch their breath a little bit. Um, maybe not August for us, maybe mid, mid to late August um, with area code and, and, and stuff like that. But that about wraps it up for me. I, I can't think of anything else. We've gone through, man, we've probably already seen collectively like what, like 15, 20 playoff games, I think. Yeah. 
been a it's been a lot yeah, for seen, sure. Let's see. I've I've seen nine. Nine. So yeah. I think I'm uh yeah, I think I'm at nine, eight or nine. Nine. I think. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of baseball games, a lot of baseball to come, and uh, I'll be excited to see what happens with a lot of these, um, a lot of these matchups for sure. Um, it's kind of I like it too. Kind of get some of these cross city matchups now, things like that. But you also get some of the unique ones, like Katie's playing Katie Taylor. Like how about running into to one of your your rivals um, there in the playoffs is uh, adds a little extra extra juice to those matchups, the Woodlands and Grand Oaks as well. Uh, so it'll be fun to see what what happens there, but. Well, uh, that about wraps us up. Episode 65 in the books. Get to applepodcast.com. Um, hit that subscribe button. Lead us a nice rating and review if, if you're enjoying the content. Uh, you can get to the 5tool.org page. Uh, hit the podcast tab. We've got them all on there. Um, just make sure you're following all our coverage, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, we're all over the place constantly. Uh, with baseball coverage trying to keep you uh, keep you informed and uh, giving those players uh, shine a little light on those strong performances whether it's playoffs or or as we slowly transition to uh, to our five tool events this summer uh, giving guys a platform to be seen um, and kind of doing their thing but uh, until next time what is today Tuesday uh, we'll talk to you guys again later this week before we head out to a bunch more playoff matchups but until then have a good week uh, and take care